Hi guys, welcome back to um, another episode of All 22 Podcast. Glad to have you on uh, today. I have two returning guests. Uh, we have good old Noah Wright and Chris Miganelli, um, our fi- everyone's favorite Italian. Hey. Um, <laughs> and I brought these two on because um, there's a story I've heard bits and pieces. We've talked about it a little on the 305 podcast, but I keep just coming back up, and I need to know the full story. So, you just want to get right into it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I just start, need to know. Start with a little, we go a little backstory of COVID. Been practicing. This is the fall of 2020. Um, been on and off with uppers. I don't know if we ever went full. I think we were in full. This was like the one full day I think we got of the year. And we didn't really hit much that, that COVID no. at all. Um, so, Aaron Goldberg quarterback at the time um throws like a whole shot to jt in the end zone uh no it was no it was right in the, right, right at the goal line at the goal line and uh corner blitz yeah so corner came safety rotates over whole shot jt catches it gets popped and we all kind of like the offense was kind of like oh whoa like you know everyone got pretty pretty jumpy pretty excited because yeah. we haven't seen that in a while so go but we start chirping back and forth and um, an individual player uh, really takes it upon himself to try to go at Goldberg. Um, the quarterback that threw the ball. Yes. And well, keep, no it, can explain. keep in mind, Goldberg kind of like nobody got real chippy until until Goldberg kind of <laughs> went at at the whole defense, and like as a quarterback, it's kind of a bad look because you can't get hit during practice, and <laughs> they took that kind of personal, so things escalated from there. Yeah. So, um, said player was removed. Uh, that was really getting into it with Goldberg. Um, what if he was strained? Yeah. So one of our coaches brought him behind the the bleachers. Um, and so what I have heard described was the coach had felt that the player was pretty calm and was told he's co- he's cool, he's calm, and you know, like one of those like look in the sky and then run right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it was supposedly just like that. Like, look away, run. He ran right up the stairs into the bleachers, jumped over, fully cleared the, like, uh, railing of the bleachers, landed. Full on the track. Sp- yes, landed on the track, full sprinted all the way to Goldberg, <laughs> while Goldberg's under center, about to snap the football. <laughs> And, and just jaw jacks him. <laughs> and this kid winds up, no, nothing, nothing on his his body as far as padding or equipment, punches Goldberg right in the head, who has a helmet on. <laughs> he then proceeds to back up and wait for Goldberg to attack him, and he's standing there like this, fists up, pinkies up, and uh, he was like, oh, my mom, I'm going to beat your, you know, going on. And everyone was beside themselves. Uh, I forget exactly who held him back. You you may know who it I was. I think it might have been Wartman. It, it was, I know it was one of the linemen, whether it was Keith or Chris. I wasn't entirely sure, but, God, I mean, we uh, that was a mess. Coach, one of our former coaches got involved, uh, tried and, like, pulled him off the field. And I think one very interesting nugget about all of this is or Sinus's boundary corner uh, was on a visit that day. Which we play your and, Sinus uh, tomorrow. We are as, play- as this player was being escorted up the hill after the, after he 
got calmed down and stuff. He's walking up the hill, and this kid's sitting in the bleachers on the away side. He says, "Don't come here. You won't like it here." Like, yeah. And then, and then that kid chose or signs. Yeah, he's their starting boundary corner. He's been starting since he's a freshman. Uh, actually, probably the second best DB in our conference. Wow. So, so but, uh, from my be- perspective, I was given signals. I just got back from my COVID, so I was out for two weeks at the time because of COVID at home, and I came back. And this is like the second day I was back. So I'm giving signals. I'm all, I don't think I was padded because I still had to go through like the trainer stuff. And I, me and Tommy were standing there giving signals, and we wa- we like we watched it all happen. Runs up the steps, run, jumps over the railing, and he's running. And me and Tommy look at each other like, should we stop him? And we're like, we at that point we had no chance. So sorry, Goldberg. We we didn't stop him. Uh, there's another perspective as well from our trainer. Uh, Casey <laughs> and Casey said he saw the entire thing, but he in his mind was just like, Oh, well, there he goes. Well, <laughs> I, I guess this is gonna happen, <laughs> and didn't do anything about it, as did um, some of the defensive coaches. It's just like the positioning of who whoever could actually see it was nowhere near being able to get involved before. Like, I mean, that kid was fast. Like, yeah. probably the fastest kid in our team. <laughs> so no one was going to was gonna track him down and tackle him before he could get to Goldberg. He was one of my roommates. Yeah. He was one of my roommates at the time. He, interesting guy to live with, man. <laughs> I mean, he was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I would imagine. <laughs> Always made you laugh. Always count on him rolling in about 11.30 every night. Good guy. He was a... Extremely talented football player too. Like yeah. our freshman year, he started at safety, and was our kick returner. He returned a touchdown against Dickinson. Um, he sealed the game against our sinus. He had a pick against our sinus, which won the game for us. Basically, incredible athlete. Not a big guy. Not a big guy at all. No bigger than. So where would he end up? I haven't did heard he, from him. Um, so he, last year, oh. we had uh, there were some issues. I don't know if I should go fully into them. Um, he got in some. He got in some trouble on got, campus. Yeah, and um, with all of that, he kind of fell off the map. I haven't heard entirely what had happened to him. Yeah, I used to talk to him a little bit, but I haven't. I haven't heard from him or even seen anything on social media of him since since he left campus last year. So, hope he's doing well. Yeah, because he's he's bad hard. He's really a great kid, yeah. and he means well. But tempers flare, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like he just ran up in like. Hit him in the helmet, and then that was it. Nah, well, he wanted to. He wanted. Well, he wanted to fight. Yeah, yeah he but wanted did Goldberg, Goldberg do anything? No, like Goldberg he was, just was so beside he him. Just he just ate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was what was like. Everyone was just so astonished at what had happened. We had never seen anything like anything like, like we, that. We had seen fights at practice that have like just kind of went by the wayside as after they finished, but nothing that really went to that extent i mean we had it went after practice and big ordeal after practice too that i mean living with marson i had the first hand yeah goldberg got a escort back to his room from the but coaching. coach dorner coach dorner state state police officer oh, i forgot coach dorner was on the staff at the time well now that i've heard the full thing i'm i'm just enlightened to what junior football is all about no joking no. joking <laughs> that is not what junior football is all about we're about being a, a good football team one tower one tower, soar above. above. Attain you know, we just try our best to attain excellence. We, we didn't soar above that day as a team. <laughs> yeah. Well, one and, person soared. And we certainly weren't <laughs> one tower that yeah. day. So, no, we were not. Oh, 
Pete's. Wow. But there's going to be those days, Chris. Yeah. Yep, yep. We haven't had anything crazy like that this year. The one Thursday. Yeah. yeah that got that's, chippy, but that wasn't... That was good. That's I, good I, energy, I, though. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, A few cheap shots, but... It, you know, it's football. Yeah. It's going to happen, but I think... It was like a, we got some emotion in our team, and I, mm. I liked it a lot. It yeah. sparked some energy for for Saturday that week too. Yeah, came out, played well, because for the most part, was that that was F and M week. That was F and M. Yeah, was that Muhlenberg? It might have been Muhlenberg. Yeah, you know what? It was Muhlenberg week. Yeah, it was Muhlenberg. The only time we ever got in fights were my sophomore year at camp. We were going against uh, Swigger's team, actually. Good old. Um, <laughs> E-Town. Yeah, good old E-Town. Their offensive line, all of their um, calls were um, just inappropriate content creators' names, if that makes any <laughs> okay. sense. Yep, yep. It was hilarious. It was funny. And one of our um, scrawny little wide receivers decides to get into a fight with a kid that looks like a little Tekka. <laughs> what what number was corner. this kid? Oh, okay. Because I, I did – I would know some of the players on that E-Town E-Town, jeez. This was – if that oh was my. your sophomore year, that, that was my sophomore year. Would have been. I knew a couple of the seniors on that team at the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And that was like the only time we got in a fight. That kid got in a fight like two different times, I think, <laughs> during that season. And then he ended up senior year coming in. He didn't even play the first game, so he moved to Michigan to play in a playing on a team. It was like the Predators or something. I don't. And it was like a three school, one team kind of thing. Okay. And he was a baller, though. Shout out Bryce Bochamp if if he's listening. <laughs> oh my, oh my. There's some funny stuff. But um, big day tomorrow. Um, senior day is it? Yep. I try to say senior night, but it's not a night game. I've been so saying senior night it's all 12 week. Like, I've been yeah. saying senior night all week. But it's just um, habit. Will both of you walk? Yeah. Tomorrow. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we're both coming back next year, but I think for me. I think it's walking with your class. Like yeah, like, like that's that's our class. We've as a class been through a lot. Yeah. And like for the majority, most of us have have been here the whole four years. Like we've lost, I don't know how many, like maybe ten total, yeah. ten to twelve total. But we had what thirty plus. Yeah, we had a we, we have a really tight knit senior class, yeah. and as a class, like it's just it's nice to be able to walk together. I, for me, like Jake Matchuk walking with us is. If you told me sophomore year or even last year that Matchuck would be walking with us, like I wouldn't believe you. But it's awesome to have Matchuck walking with us, and just it's crazy that we're seniors and tomorrow's our day, last home game. Yeah, of the season. Of the season, technically. Last home game of the season. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be back. A couple more next year. Yeah. Different conference though. Different conference. Yeah. That's. I've been looking into that. Um. You know, I'm injured, so it's not like I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, you got to be ready for your sinus, guys. Like, yeah. I mean, we're not playing them again. So I've been looking. Um, you know, what, we play two New York teams. Those are about five-hour drives. That would be it. I could, I could speak on the two New York yeah, teams. Yeah, please do. So, Who, uh, is a it, big New York guy. Um, shoot. It's, it's Alfred and Hartwick. Hartwick, yes. Yeah. Uh, so one of my best friends from high school plays at Hartwick. He's there starting outside linebacker, just tore his ACL, sadly, so... I don't know uh, if we're going to be able to play him or not. I don't know if he's coming back for a fifth year, but they're um, they're a decent team. Like they have talent. Sometimes they just struggle to put it all together. Like is what I get from just talking. So to like him. us, basically. Yeah, they, like they're very similar to how Juniata is, and and for them the Empire Eight. And then Alfred is Alfred's either really good 
or they're really bad. They're they're pretty inconsistent. But when Alfred's good, like they're a good football. Team. We still we still have Gettysburg though. Gettysburg Week One. Yeah, yeah. So ooh, that's a little that's a ooh. schedule leak. Because <laughs> I've heard it's like two Empire Eight, two Centennial, and then six Landmark, which will be our conference games. And I think we are filling Shenandoah. Yes, and so I. But we talked about it. I feel like that adds up to eleven. No, that's ten. That'd Is be it ten. It's ten. So it's only one Centennial game. Yes. And then Shenandoah, and then the two Empire Eight, okay. and then this, the okay. conference. Yeah. Because, I mean, Gettysburg for me is more of a home game if we're at Gettysburg. Which I would imagine we will be. Well, it's different. It's completely different. Well, now. now. Yeah, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that'd be, that'd be fun to play at Gettysburg, though. Um, and then Shenandoah is not too terribly far. Mm-mm. It's probably close to you, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like... If it would have been Dickinson, Gettysburg, or even McDaniel, it would have been closer to my house than here, which would have been nice. Yeah. Shenandoah so. is about two and a half away from here. And then the New York schools, Alfred is like three and a half, and uh, Hartwick is like three, three and a half as well. So Not a lot of overnights. Yeah, yeah. those two will be overnights. Conference. And then Catholic would be an overnight. Keystone, Keystone's going to be an overnight. They're both Scranton area. Yeah, that's good. That that's a good three hours. Yeah, no, I took a visit to Wilkes from my house. It's about two and a half hours straight down eighty one. Okay, yeah. it's a fun one. But um, well, Wilkes would be cool to play. I took a visit there. Not my favorite place ever. The coach I took the visit with is an awesome coach, Coach yeah. A. I think um, he's our linebackers coach. He's an awesome dude. Um, <laughs> the the total opposite of our coach good A, like yeah. literal polar opposite. Yeah. But he's a cool dude. Um, it, it's a cool place up there. Like when you go into Wilkesbury, it is a absolute dump. But once you get into like the college and stuff, it's it's a real nice place. But I, when I I took my visit there second, and I knew when halfway through that visit, I'm like I'm going to Junietta. Yeah, I remember when you were getting recruited because I was helping with recruiting, and Mm -hmm. I remember hearing that it was between us and Wilkes, and I was like, shoot, like Wilkes can pull some good kids. Wilkes pulls a lot of Long Island guys. They have a receiver I train with on their team right now who's a freshman so mm-hmm. they uh they pull in good talent <clears throat> yeah but I don't know I just didn't get a good vibe from their head coach rolled up with pink salmon khakis and what? <laughs> yeah, he, he spent like 10 minutes with us um pink salmon khakis and he asked me about like all my 40 time bench yada 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 well you know we're bringing in four safeties you're up there we'll have to reassess after this visit and I'm like oh thanks I just wasted all my time coming here and I don't even have a, a roster spot available but um so and they're all their like athletic complexes are off the campus so you have to like get a ride over the freaking Susquehanna yeah. to get over there but um yeah and then Lycoming um I actually have a, I have a good friend that plays for Lycoming he worked at the same pool me and Gunnar Lesher worked at he's a okay. borough kid okay he is he's one Speedy mother trucker, um, he does a lot of kick returns and then he plays slot. But I've I've been talking to him a little. He hasn't having the best time over there, so I've been like, hey, you want to come over here? He's like, hey, maybe. Well, maybe. there's a certain somebody that you know, blood related on Lycoming, correct? And, uh, John's brother. John's brother does play for Lycoming. Yeah. Oh. He's a running back. He's, oh. He gets some time as a freshman, I think. Yeah. From what from what I've been told. Uh, yeah, they're. I think they're having a little rough go of it in the in the MAC this uh, year. Yeah, yeah. Like two and six. Yeah, and they're normally. Yeah. They're normally I think Wilkes is the other way around. They're about 
Delval runs that. Delval yeah. runs the Mac. Delval's yeah. overrated. Delval's <laughs> overrated. I'm, I'm saying it on the podcast. They're a good football team, but mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. If you put them in the Centennial, I don't think they're better. Than no, no. Or Sinus Susquehanna. No. But go, going back to the the overnight thing, I don't, the only two that we won't have to overnight, I think, will be Lyco and Sus. Would be the only two that we wouldn't overnight. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Geez. Yeah. And, Gettys- and Gettysburg, if we travel to that's, Gettysburg. Yeah, but that's Gettysburg. not in conference. Yeah. Yeah, but everything else, you're, yeah. Uh, oh, my. Wow. Lots of hotels. Lots of hotels. Lots of money. <laughs> yeah. How many? Coach Mears, get them booked. <laughs> they're watching, get them booked right now. How many overnights are we allowed to take, or is there? As many as it allows. Yeah, it? as many as we can afford. <laughs> Honestly. Dude, so if not, there'll be some early mornings, even Huntington next year on Saturdays. Jeez. Oh, so there's a good chance half our schedule is overnights. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we'll play. It, I mean, basing off this year, we would play Susquehanna at home, so there knocks out one away game that wouldn't be, and then yeah, Moravian at home. Moravian at home, so that is an we might. It depends if we go to Lyco or not. We might overnight every single away game. Yeah, besides Shenandoah, I think Shenandoah is away. Yeah, that. Yeah. So. Yeah, that might. We would well, for two and a half. We wouldn't. We probably wouldn't. not. No, I would hope not. It's not too bad. Yeah. It's like McDaniel. Well, isn't McDaniel McDaniel like really cool to play at though? Oh, yeah, it's I've a great time. It it's is a great it, place it is to play football blast. at. Noah can you can speak way more on what they have to say over there than I can. They uh, like freshman year we went there. We I guess we went there last year too. But freshman year, like I, it's our second game of the year, I think. Uh, it was our first away game, I believe. No, our sinus was okay. Second, so it was third it was, game of the year. It was either thir- it was the fourth. Okay, so a second away game, and I was we we had been to our sinus. It's nothing. It's your average D three football experience. Like it's, but then you go to McDaniel and it's a big bowl around the stadium. There's no the only stands are behind each bench or behind the home bench, and the frats line up along this bowl along the fence. Yeah, and they just berate you the entire time, uh-huh. and with it with myself. Wearing the rec specs or the goggles, as I often hear from opposing defenses, I got I got it pretty heavy that day I, as the punter as well. So. Oh wow! And uh, we had a kicker as well get pretty harassed our freshman uh, year. Ricky, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got a uh, Ricky was uh, five seven two sixty two sixty. Gallows was talking about him. Yeah. That was Gallows's roommate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, great kid. Oh, he was so funny. Otherworldly kid, but man, the things that were said to him at McDaniel was rough. And he just laughed, like he just laughed about it. Yeah. I mean, that is a funny looking kicker, though. Very, but also it wasn't, uh, wasn't half bad. No, well, no. When he showed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he actually had to stop playing. I think week week six or seven because he dropped the class and didn't have enough credits to be an NCAA athlete. Yeah, he did do that. We also had a, a coach interact with the fans at the end of the game against McDaniel we did. freshman year. We did. That was... This this guy from McDaniel stood along the fence the entire game just running his mouth to our coach. And our coach, after we won, let him hear all about it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... Uh, for the people that know what coach we're talking about, no one is surprised. No, not at all. So, but, Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, isn't a Catholic kind of a homecoming for Doc? 
Yeah, wasn't Ca- Doc was a Catholic before he came here, I think. Yeah, and so was uh, Coach Lilly as well. Coach mm-hmm. Lilly played there. I think Doc, like, I don't know if I'm right on this, but I think he set up their whole recruiting, like how they recruit and stuff. Like, I think he was the recruiting coordinator and maybe coached some defense as well. I, w- I would imagine, um, because they're becoming a good program now. Yeah. Like, historically, Catholic was not great in a conference that wasn't great. But now, like, they beat McDaniel two years in a row last year and this year. Uh, for the first game, and I haven't checked on their record, but I would imagine they're probably doing well in the conference they're playing in. So Doc would have had Lily? Yeah, that's, I think that's how Coach Lily and Doc became... Knew each other, yeah. 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 Because mm-hmm. Doc played at Dickinson, right? Yes. Yeah, very, very long time ago. Oh, Back gosh. when they, they wore leather helmets. Doc, yeah. if you're listening. Mm-hmm. And no, didn't, no face Didn't they ride on, like, dinosaurs to get the games? <laughs> like... No, yeah. horse and buggy. He uh-huh. was past uh-huh. the dinosaur. Yeah. Okay. yeah, he was telling me when we were at Dickinson, telling me a story about how they used to have to feed the horses pretty well before they would be able to get to practice. But actually, my favorite doc story, <laughs> uh, last year I uh, missed a class or two, and coaches got an email about it, and um, doc says to me, he says, just tell them you got hit by a car. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean, doc? He said... I had a class at Dickinson where I didn't go all year, and I told him at the end of the semester I got hit by a car, and he gave me an A. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's impressive. Even when they didn't have cars back then, it's like, jeez, <laughs> Pete. Got, got steamrolled by a horse. <laughs> by a horse, oh my. Donkey came out of nowhere, kicked Coach Doc. We talk, um, I think, talking a little bit about the rivalry that'll be coming up yeah, soon. Yeah, good oh, one. I've heard about this. Um, Susquehanna, Juniata rivalry. Um, the goalpost. Play for a goalpost. It's a six-foot trophy. It's it's one of the biggest trophies in college football history. Um, I know in D3 it's up there, and I think it even goes throughout divisions. Um, it's a big deal. Like uh, just traditionally, it's it's talked about a lot. Is like it means a lot for our us as a program. Um, the history of it was I think we played Susquehanna and beat them and upset them back in the 60s or 50s. Yeah. And throughout that winning celebration, they ripped the goalpost down. At Susquehanna and brought it back to Juniata. Yes. So like some a, Tennessee stuff? So the, like, the trophy is a piece of that goalpost. That's cool, actually. Yeah. It, it's it's awesome. So <laughs> it's it's the closest game as far as travel for us. I mean, they're, Susquehanna and Juniata are essentially the same institutions. As far as academics, the setup, the town, it athletically is where you really get the competition, and it's great. It goes throughout all of our sports. Uh, women's volleyball just beat them in the semis on Wednesday, which was love to see it. Absolutely love to see it's it. Always, it's always cool when another program beats Susquehanna. Oh, yeah. And uh, the last time we beat Susquehanna, Susquehanna was actually doing pretty well for themselves, and Juniata was... 0-9 at the time. I think, I think Susquehanna was 9-0. I, I think they were 8-1 or 9-0. Interesting. They absolutely ruined Susquehanna's season. They think I think they won like 10-7 or something like that on like a walk-off field goal. Yeah. I mean, those, that's just one of those games, you know, everyone says, doesn't matter. Throw the records out. Yeah, throw the records out. Doesn't matter who's playing. It's Juniata, Susquehanna. Anything can happen. So we may have to see history rewrite itself. Maybe, well, or make it one and eight this time, uh, going against nine and zero, and then we'll finish two and eight. There we go. Get be some good. positives. Say, be a good send off in the send off for our our class and 
mm-hmm. to build off of for next year for the guys coming back. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just pumped and wired already. I'm tired of sitting. I've been sitting around for six weeks now. I'm, uh, I'm How's juiced. I'm feeling good. Um, shoot, I have two more weeks of PT after this. Okay. And then Thanksgiving break, I go back to the doctor and hopefully we'll be cleared by then. Be ready for winter lifts and spring ball. Love it. It's but, good. Yeah. It's good for you to learn though in this time, like to yeah. to get up to speed with the playbook and stuff. Being a freshman, I know I know you've talked about on some of your other episodes. That's the hardest part of it all. Yeah. And I mean, you get to really use this time to to learn and and grow it mentally yeah. as a football player. And then you know, spring ball, I can build on that. And then next year, when I come in a day one of camp, I you know know about everything and can just yeah. play football. Yeah. Because that's the biggest thing. And uh, we had a sack meeting last night and. We were talking about a lot of legislation come through the NCAA, and they were talking about like practice times and stuff. And like, it didn't really it didn't apply to football at all because like we can't do some of the stuff. But um, essentially, they asked us like our opinion, and it's like we don't need practice to be physically ready, right? Like we have all summer to work on being physically yes. ready. Like we don't really hit. So like phys- physically, we don't really need practice. It's mentally, like yeah, I think that's a good point because the summer is when. When you make your strides mm-hmm. on other people, and I could say for myself, uh, coming in this this fall, I felt as good as I felt in my four years coming in, uh, physically and mentally, and I mean it's paid off. I mean, I won a starting job, and I've gone with that, and I've been a much better mentally strong football player than I have been in the past. I've I used to, I, Chris can vouch for this. Last year, I. When I would come in for the Wildcat, I, I would always run my mouth. Like, I, always. Like, there was never a play that I wasn't at the bottom of the pile talking uh, trash, I guess would be the correct very, word for all 22. Very enjoyable. To, but, to yeah, <laughs> this year this year I I learned that that's not worth it. Um, it's, it's all about the mental game, man. you got to save it for the receivers that talk trash <laughs> Receivers, receivers, DBs are always... Receivers might have the best celebrations in the centennial. Yes. yes. I I agree with that. Juju... Just coordinates it so well. Yeah. He he plans it out every Monday <laughs> for what he's going to do on Saturday if he scores a touchdown. Yeah. It's beautiful, too. Especially the one against Dickinson. He got in trouble. He didn't get a flag. So well, <laughs> he was informed. <laughs> if, he ever, if he did it again, he's getting a flag. Dang it. But geez. you know what? We like to push the limits a little bit. He yeah. practiced that in our room, him and JT, a lot. It was a it was a great celebration too, and we had a lot of energy going towards oh, it. That was awesome. That was um, you know that energy that we had after that first drive at Dickinson, like that might have been the most energy I've I felt in a football game here in yeah. my four years. Yeah, I mean, just like the for us as seniors, the the meaning behind it, and like. You know the the statement that was made that I can't say on this podcast, <laughs> but the statement that was made after that drive, like for us, was just it's it was great. Yeah, I would love like if if we can have that attitude throughout the entire team on a Saturday, like for the entire game, for four quarters. I really believe we that. wouldn't lose a game. Like, I, there's I, no I believe, way. I believe we have enough talent that with that attitude. We yeah. do we like to do. Sadly, I didn't have the camera. Um, Coach Mears didn't get it to me. And he sent me back in, like, right before the game during, like, the anthem and stuff. And I'm not very good when you tell me to go find something, like, in a supermarket <laughs> or something. Go find it. So he's like, okay, in the locker room, in the one back room is where the duffel bag is. <laughs> 
coach, there's 50 duffel bags in that room. What do you want me to do? So I sadly came back out with no camera, but he was fine with it, and I got it for the second half. But usually anytime I'm with the camera, like, I try to do my best, but when there's a big play, you can hardly see the film because I'm running up and down yeah. and, like, just jumping and screaming. So I, I, I do my best with the camera, but... It's great to see on film, like you running up and down the yeah. sideline uh-huh. when the play is made. Yeah. Like you could see not only Shank, but Coach Carter, man. Yeah. If you Coach watch Carter. if you watch like a deep pass or like a big run, Coach Carter is even with the ball the entire way. S- signaling with him this weekend. <laughs> like when 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 you threw Swieger that, that deep ball, like I was looking up in the air, I looked to my left and Carter's like basically right next to where the <laughs> ball's landing. I was like, How'd he get there? <laughs> he still got it in him, man. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He's been saying he, all week he could he could house one of my punts. So he has been returning punts, and your punts suck. So like, <laughs> so like my, my punting town has has fallen off tremendously since since I got here. You know, we have wide mule. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you got to work out wise. You know, getting the body, the upper body ready more than the lower body. Just I got little chicken legs. Yeah, Coach Doc says I'm astronomically average as a punter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow, jeez. You know what? Me and Doc have some good times. Yeah. Pre-practice specialists. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for hopping on again. Very much appreciate it. I appreciate you having us. Fun stuff, fun stuff. We will be back hopefully soon. I can get uh, Mr. Matchock on. He has some stories from Uh, UMPC Altoona. I I would imagine, yeah. So hopefully we can get him on. Get a dub tomorrow. Let's go. Big dub. Let's go. All right. Tip of the spear. Always Always sharp. sharp. Meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow.